Hello there, and welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C. Here with my co-host, as always, Adam B. How's it going, BC? Hey, made it through another intro without breaking. Beautiful. We're talented now, BC. I I did some calculations. And in order for us to reach the uh, proverbial 10,000 hours of podcasting, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think we've only got about 6,000 years left or something. <laughs> Maybe my math's a little off, but we're getting there. We're almost experts. I feel really good about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, cool. we did lose a little bit of credibility, but that's more of a hobby talk thing. Um, we'll cover that in our, our Tops Trading Cards hobby top hobby talk episode. But we're here to talk about mostly Visions 2. Is that what we're talking about? We're, we're talking about Star Wars Visions 2. But hey, let, we're fast and loose these days. Let's just yeah. open up. How, how you been, man? How, how's it going? How you doing? What's, what's happening in your life? The audience wants mm. to know, as do I. Let's see. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I You're speaking Visions Spanish too. on Tuesdays. I watch Visions 2. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm doing a uh, Spanish Tuesdays with my wife. Uh, see if that that helps me learn Spanish in the next six or seven years. Um, I made some some fake sausage jambalaya yesterday. That was pretty good. Oh, uh, right. oh I I beat a Jedi Survivor on Grandmaster on New Game Plus. The Molly's. Well, I mean that sounds relevant to our our particular brand of what we got going on here. How, how was the Grandmaster version of Jedi Survivor? It was there. There's a lot about it that's really cool. There's some. There's a perk that basically you take. You're you basically become a one hit kill target, and your enemies uh, essentially become one or two hit kill targets, which means that the lightsaber works like a lightsaber actually would, which is very satisfying. That that was great. That was a highlight for me. Yeah, it always kind of bothered me about video game combat with the lightsaber, where it's like you gotta whack them like nine or ten times. You're like, I think just one's gonna do it yeah, if you yeah. get them clean. The uh, <laughs> it's incredibly satisfying to end literally ended one of the biggest boss fights with two hits. You know, like block yeah. block, like the Kenobi versus Maul fight in Rebels. <laughs> like a very, very satisfying. A very satisfying fight, uh, and I imagine a satisfying gameplay experience considering. <laughs> Like, I get kind of bored of, like, the hack and slash button mashing sometimes on video games, you know, where it's like, yeah. the Jedi weapon is a is a more elegant weapon. I I feel like on, on hard difficulties uh, of that game, it's kind of like a Souls game, which, to me, those start to feel like DDR, where it's like, okay, I got to parry, parry, parry. Like, you know, it really becomes this right. timing dance, and, and that gets old to me. Uh, but enough about my life, BC. What about yours? Oh boy, what's not going on with me? Um, the the answer is not a lot. <laughs> um, had a big uh, weekend uh, this past weekend. Uh, uh, my my partner's uh, parents were in town for her birthday. Nice. We celebrated. Had a really nice dinner out on the town. Um, we're going to be going back to our old stomping ground in in Conwegi. Uh, my folks are going to be in town for they're going to a wedding so we're going to meet up with them and hang out with them for for a day or so and uh and do that this weekend so that's uh that's pretty cool uh nice. our 
Uh, our short film that premiered at uh, the Made in Arkansas Film Fest has been selected for the Texas Short Film Festival. Nice. So, hey, we're on the circuit. We're getting those. We're getting those leafy things that you see on yeah, posters. Yeah. You know, the little Caesar That's, crowns. Yeah, we're getting our Caesar crowns for our That's festival awesome. selection. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if we're going to make the 10-hour drive to San Antonio to go to the festival, but I'll it's make nice it for it'll you. be shown there. Okay, great. I can, I I can go be your rep in San Antonio. Yeah, well, send, send an emissary uh, in our stead. <laughs> Just have Jar Jar Binks uh, fill in. <laughs> He'd screw it up, though, you know. He'd end up, he'd end up like allowing fascism to happen somehow. <laughs> Well, that's beautiful, BC. You got you spent some family time. You're about to spend some more family time, and you know there's a lot of themes of family in Vision Season Two. How about that? Tell me we haven't put in our ten thousand hours. <laughs> that was an expert transition. Amazing, well done. Thank yeah, you. a lot of a lot of family ties uh, in in Star Wars Vision. Season two, volume two, I guess we're, we're whatever we're calling this, but yeah, uh, I know I, I had watched mo. I'd want I technically watched through everything, and I wouldn't say paid super close attention to all the episodes the last yeah. time we talked. Um, I've gone back and caught some of them. You have now seen all of them, correct? Yes, I have seen all of them, uh, a couple of them twice, um, or more. I saw a lot of them one and a half times because I watched several halfway through and was like i'm gonna wait on my wife to watch this in full right. she's like this um so i think she wound up watching all of them as well except maybe one. um mm -hmm. but yeah i i don't know i wasn't that excited about it when it dropped for whatever reason um uh i wasn't as excited about the stop motion animation as i had been about the kind of the styles of the last season but after watching season two i think on the whole I liked Visions 2 better, um, or at least the, I felt it was a more even uh, collection than the first. For me. I, I Yeah, I, I think I came around to that after I paid closer attention to the middle episodes that I was basically passively watched um, whenever they were first released. I think my overall opinion, more consistent and better volume 2, but the highs of the first season... yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe it's just because they hold such like a well, like a special place in my heart, um, and I've had more time with them. They still like like the the peaks, you know the you know the elder, the village yeah. bride, you know the Ronin yeah. episode. Those are still like some of my favorite Star Wars shorts that just exist, like in in any cartoon or any form. Um, but like overall, I thought the consistency of this season was much better, yeah. actually. Yeah, I was I was really impressed, especially every time one started in stop motion. I was like, "Oh, this is like hands down gorgeous stop motion." Like, yeah. where do these studios come from? What are they doing? Are they doing advertisements? Like, yeah. are they just doing short film? How do these people make money to be this good at you know, like at some of the stop motion stuff? Um, uh, but yeah, I want to talk about you know the, the highs and the, not really lows, but the ones that I cared about a little less. I guess should we just sure. go episode by episode or let's let's uh, do it. I've got the episode list pulled up right here. Uh, if you want, we'll we can start with just Sith is the Damn. title. Um, studio is El Guiri, I believe is how that's pronounced. Uh, with the writer director is Rodrigo Blas. Okay. Uh, I really like this one yeah. uh, because I'm an artsy fartsy boy. 
and uh, the visuals of this I thought were particularly interesting. Yeah, uh, kind of kind of really cool how it started out almost completely abstract, right? Um, yes. And then he kind of got to the point where we got some defined hallways, and um, but it was nice to see you know the contrast between like a weird planet like on the mm-hmm. outside, and then some tight hallways in between, uh, and then actually the actual art world, the the Sith, the former Sith creating. Um, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it was super fun to watch. Had some cool action. The some of the sometimes I want to watch these in a different language, just because mm-hmm. uh, kind of overall, like a lot of the the messaging is a little too saccharine for me. You know, like mm-hmm. it's very pointed and like emotional, yes. Uh, yes. which I can take better if it's not in English for whatever reason. Right. You know, like if I'm reading well, a subtitle, uh, it's better well, for me. I, I mean, this is going to be a running theme throughout this, but uh, I, I would prefer to hear them in in their native language yeah. because most of these are are not like English is the first language that these would have been animated right. in. Um, so it it does. I think the the dialogue and some of the story stuff is a is not lost in translation, but it it loses that. I don't know the as as close to the original feel that you're going to get because it it is being filtered through another language. Um, I mean, that being said, for for almost all of them, the visuals and everything in volume two are enough to keep me engaged. I mean, pretty much across the board. Um, but there is a part of me that's like, oh, it would be cool to to hear this in Spanish or in French or yeah, or whatever the language I wish is. It was easier like, I'm cool pick. with subtitles. I'm yeah, always a too. subtitle guy now. Like uh, even if it's in English, I'm like, um, eh, just let me read subtitles too. You know? Sometimes with anime, like sometimes I want to watch. Like I just want to take in the visuals, and and if the anime dub is good enough, if Steve Bloom, uh, who shows up in in this uh, series does, in, yeah. in English, uh, if yeah. he's if he's the main character, I'm going to listen to the the dub. But uh, right. I I do wish the Disney Plus app made it easier to select the original language tied to the studio because I was trying to do that and just kind of got lost um, Mm. in different places. Oh, I got to go Google where this animation came from and like then select the language instead of it just being like defaults, you know, whatever. Uh, But did you like the double bladed yellow red lightsaber that shows up in this? You got you got a droid with a cannon head. Uh, I, it's pretty. Rad. I love all. I love all the wild shit that appears in these. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, I, it's it's one of the. I think I mentioned before. It's one of the things I like most about visions that it's like, you, you don't have to stick to the script. You can be creative. Like, you know, you talk about like the abstraction of of the beginning of Sith. Like, that is very much like my my aesthetic in terms of like what I respond to artistically. Anything abstract. Anything expressionist. I'm like that. That's you would find me in a museum just going gaga over that stuff, like all the time. So seeing that infused in Star Wars, I'm just like, well, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I lose a lot of the like critical filter for like, oh, but that's you know not part of the original canon, and like, like I like that's that's what I love about these is like I don't have to worry about that stuff. I can just enjoy it for for these you know, fifteen twenty minute hits of what they are. Um, so I loved all of it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I I like this episode a lot. I, I guess it was the first one I watched. I guess I didn't watch any others for a few days um, because the second episode, uh, Screechers Reach, is that the name of it? It is Screechers Reach by Cartoon Saloon director Paul Young for right. Screechers Reach. Do we know where this is from? I'm guessing like 
Scotland, I Ireland. I think it's Ireland, I, I want to say. I was wondering if this was a studio that did Journey of the Kells or something. Like, I couldn't... Let's see. Paul Young is co-founder of Cartoon Saloon. Uh, produced animated features My Father's Dragon, Wolfwalkers, The Secret of Kells. That's what I'm thinking of, The yeah. Secret of Kells, which I haven't seen. Yeah. But when I saw this visual style, I was like, oh, I think they did like a big movie a while back. And uh, this one was a big surprise uh, for me. I I loved this. Um, you sent me a message after you watched it, and you were like, "Episode two knocked my socks off." Yeah, I you thought didn't it was... say that, but in those words, I said that was it knocked the, my gloves off. BC, it knocked get your it, gloves off because you you do wear gloves whenever when you I watch, watch TV, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want my <laughs> fingers to get in the way of my face. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I just love, I always love a, a kind of surprise uh, horror, um, mm-hmm. you know, element. Uh, but anyway, this one starts out there. It, it's like kids working in a factory and yeah. they run away for a while to go investigate a ghost. And it becomes this really weird story of how ambition is bad and leads to the dark side <laughs> where uh, the main character confronts a like Sith hag in a cave amazing um, twist yeah. you love seeing that happen <laughs> like, i was like i did not expect this to occur <laughs> like a, a terrifying sith hag and then slays the sith hag with its lightsaber and then is basically you know a sith like a glowing golden sith master comes down from the sky and you know takes her away and that was genuinely terrifying to me i was <laughs> like this is really creepy yeah, um, I, it, I don't know. There, there's the you feel like you're walking the path on this episode. Like once you get into it, and the twists and the turns that it takes to the end, you're like, yeah. <laughs> was not expecting that ending. Um, but yeah, really, really good. I mean, we we've talked Star Wars horror uh, before. I think this kind of falls very much into what what the Star Wars. Uh, horror genre could be because yeah there's there's some really scary stuff in here i i i was just so compelled by the idea that you know the main character starts out has this pendant and you know is act asking for courage and strength and is kind of encouraged by her friend to be like um you know i should say their friend i have i feel like this character is maybe genderless on purpose or at least uh androgynous um Mm -hmm. um so anyway, their their friend is kind of like, you know, if you need to leave this place, you're destined for something greater, do it. But somehow, when this fight with the hag is happening, even though the hag is screaming and terrifying, I never I never didn't kind of feel sorry for the hag. And then at the end, when it's crushed under a rock, you see that there's like it's got a little house in there, you know, and it's just yeah. like a rug and it's just like living a life in this cave. Um, and then the hero puts it down and you're kind of like, yeah, you got to put it down. And then it's like, oh, wait a second. Oh, Uh-oh. no. And then, <laughs> and then by the end, the friend who has encouraged uh, our main character to leave is like, mm-hmm. oh, this is bad. And you're you're ditching <laughs> us for this creepy Sith, uh, yeah. which I don't know. I thought it was a lot of these episodes, maybe more than I noticed in the first season, reflect the culture they were produced out of, at least to me. Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a dreary um, European sky, and the theme of this is like, even though your home life is awful, 
you having the ambition to leave your family and do something greater is maybe evil. <laughs> like, you know, like maybe possibly that's a more impulse. terrifying result. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though, even though their life seems to be forced labor in a uh, chemical plant. <laughs> it's not ideal no. for a nine to five. Um, although I, I suspect they're working them overtime. It's not just a nine to five situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, a, a surprising episode is how I felt uh, watching this, but I love again to just to like to harp on the animation. I really love the animation in yeah. this, right? Like we get so many different styles. This one very like very like cartoonish. I mean, I, I that seems dumb to say, but just in terms of the actual style, it's not like straight anime, not stop motion. It looks um, like it, it looks like it's for children by the thumbnail. It does, you know. You're like, oh, yeah. this is for little babies. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it almost feels like softer than other animation styles yeah. that we see in some of the Vision stuff. And then you pair it with, like, the horror elements that are in there. It did feel, like, unexpected whenever it's like, oh, we're going into this cave and there's an evil hag uh, that we're going to confront. And there's like, oh, okay. I was not expecting that based off the thumbnail, but surprising twist and fun. And, like, that's what I like about these. Like, you don't know what you're going to get into the first time you watch them. And sometimes they're really surprising and sometimes they're, you know, kind of what you expect. But this one I thought was was a, a nice surprise. Yeah, A plus for me. Uh, bonus points for having a Sith that isn't just like, I'm evil and I wear black, <laughs> you know, like having kind of a confusing, uh, scary <laughs> Sith at the end. And uh, yeah, I, I this one may be tied for first or my second favorite in the, uh, mm. in the collection. Good for it. I wish this was the opening episode of The Acolyte. I wish what we were getting with The um, Acolyte was the story of this master and Padawan. But I don't think it's going to happen. In fact, quick, we have some details about that. Quick, uh, quick aside on The Acolyte. I'm, I'm feeling more concerned the more yeah. I hear about The Acolyte. It is, it is absolutely not about a Sith. Uh, it's about <laughs> a Jedi and a Padawan hunting a Sith, which, I mean, that's good. I guess, but well, a hundred years, <laughs> it's a hundred years before a Phantom Menace, which sets us a hundred years after the current High Republic era. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I've been wanting to see a Jedi, like I like the elder. I've been wanting to see just a Jedi and Padawan hanging out and chasing down, you know, a detective adventure, but I wanted yeah. the acolyte to be our, our like, you know, adults, Sith show, or like mm -hmm. yeah. our focus on the bad guys. I don't know why and I assumed I, it would be. It's called the Acolyte. Yeah. It just sounded creepy to me. Yeah, I also wanted it to not be super connected to everything else that's yeah. going on. But, yeah, exactly. you know, again, that that's part of what I love about Visions is it doesn't have to be part of any current Disney canon that has to be tied together with a bow. Um, uh, like our next episode. In the stars. In the uh, this star. is the studio is Punk Robot. Um, Gabriel Osorio is the uh, writer and director on this. This is the one with the you know, classic uh, factory town where the Empire has drained the resources, um, mostly of water. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's the the two sisters um, who are, and this is is this stop motion. 
I, Do you it, remember? If it's not a it fake ha- stop motion, it, it is. It, it looks it, real to me because it, there's it like scale model sets that I'm like, oh, it, that's an interesting like scale. That was yeah. clearly tiny, and they shot it as if it were huge. Yeah, I mean, I like if it's like hand done stop motion, it looks amazing because yeah, there yeah, are times I was like, is this computer generated stop motion somehow? Yeah. But um, really cool, fun sort of kind of like storming the castle kind yeah. of mission um, to, you know, to save the, to get the, the precious resource of water, uh, which is what the empire is. You know, it's, it speaks to, you know, the, what the empire does by coming in and taking over the planet and draining of its resources and decimating native populations and all those kind of fun things that uh, would, would occur when the empire comes to town. Uh, and and what happens when you have two courageous little heroes going into uh, try to take care of themselves? And uh, they do successfully solve all of the world's problems very quickly. Yes, they a, do. Um, nice and tidy. Yeah, yeah. It's a a quick little little hit of uh, triumph. Um, my favorite thing about this one though was the, just the imperial complex itself. It um, looks super looks, cool. Yeah, it's really <laughs> rad. As yeah. it looks looks totally of the empire, but kind of you know in a distinct new way. Um, and I thought the the action sequences were cool too. Uh, there's also a theme in this. Um, sorry, let me turn off my notifications. Hey, wire over. Here. You're so popular. I'm so poppy. You're the popular guy. Um, but uh, yeah, the the returning theme of a a younger child who is really annoyingly uh, getting in the way of things <laughs> and <laughs> causing trouble, but in this case was necessary to push uh, her older sister to the action necessary to take down the empire. Uh, we get a cool ATST in there. Cool, like stomping around. It was awesome. Again, family ties. Uh, this this is gonna, I think, start start our run of uh, the family ties stuff. That's that's gonna be going on here uh, in Visions Volume Two. Um, but yeah, really like the episode. Uh, the visuals were cool. Um, the 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 industrial complex of the Empire is super sweet and if it is some stop motion thing that they got to build then that seems like one of the coolest jobs ever yeah um yeah. so uh the next one i know you love this one this is one oh, you yeah. jump to keeping the family ties uh very much uh alive titled i am your mother oh wait i thought this was no i, I... what is this one this is not one i remember loving Oh yeah, it's the art. This is wedge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it briefly last episode. I guess is why I've I've forgotten it. I haven't seen that one since the first day I watched them. Um. But yeah, we got we got a lovely little uh, Wallace and Gromit Star Wars yeah, yeah. um, adventure about a daughter and her mother who is embarrassing but a good mother, and mm-hmm. a daughter and her mother who's less embarrassing but a bad mother. It's like kind of the uh the long and short of it i guess and they have a race and of course the, the daughter and her embarrassing mother uh learn to respect each other more and uh win the race uh it's great we got wedge on his press tour his victory recruitment tour um we got tons voiced of voiced by Easter dennis eggs. lawson really yeah 
That makes me so happy. <laughs> I did not yeah. know that. I was sure I he read wouldn't. it in the credits. That's yeah. incredible. I just didn't yeah. even want to look because I was. I know that he's been frustrated by Star Wars at different points, mm. but yeah. you know, maybe as a, a British dude, he's got some uh, some love for Ardman, um, and maybe that's how this come came together. But uh, that's great. That makes me so happy. If this is the last time he does Wedge. It's the best Wedge. <laughs> like it's really <laughs> great. Yeah, not not that Rise of Skywalker wedge. It's the Ardman wedge. They couldn't have That's given the... him five seconds in the movie instead of two. <laughs> you know, he couldn't. Yeah. Have, they couldn't have like cut him blowing up a tie a CG tie fighter. What was that? The missed opportunity yeah, is what it yeah, was. So <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, again, uh, fun episode. Uh, iconic uh, animation. I mean, you yeah, look at it immediately. Yeah. You're like Wallace and Gromit. Like yeah. you, you. You know it is Ardman Studio as soon as you look at it, which I think is uh, is pretty cool um, to have them take part of this. So expressive. There's some. There's so much stuff that's really funny to me. Like the you know when the daughter's like doing a hand motion and her mother's on like a TV interview doing the exact same hand motion at the same time or whatever. Um, that cute little dog R two D two. Yeah, great. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just had a blast the whole time and. Um, I like I like things that are funny in that way. It's light. It's you know you you're you're coming off some some heavier, darker episodes. You know the first three are not particularly light in tone. Yeah, true. This one's a nice, it's a nice little palate cleanser as yeah. you're as you're binging through these. If if that's how people are watching these, um, it gives you a little bit of a, a reprieve from from some of the the darker, heavier themes. Um, yeah. Very cool. Uh, next, we go to Journey to the Dark Head Studio uh, yeah, Mirror. Yeah. Um, this this was a very anime anime style. Yeah. Um, uh, this is uh, a a there's like a, a a land where the rocks show literal Rocky, visions. Yeah. yeah, like visions of the future, um, and so. The there's a mechanic who sees kind of this vision of the future and goes to the the Jedi Council. Yeah, I feel like she was in a cult and then left the cult, and then many <laughs> years later became a mechanic and went to the yeah. Jedi. And we're like, you gotta like, check um, out this cult. There's weird stuff going on out there. We gotta <laughs> we gotta blow this stuff up. Um, but there's like these two giant opposing like statue figures, very much you know the light side and the dark side, um, that are part of their visions uh, or, or prophecies that are coming through in the Jedi Council uh, assign a, a Jedi to our mechanic hero because the idea is to, to, to blow them up, to stop having these prophecies come through, to blow up these giant sky statues, essentially. Yeah, uh, specifically blow up the Sith head, to cut off the yes. dark side head. Yes, to, to prevent any, any further... Sith energy coming out of the giant head. I didn't always follow the meaning of this, but it's super fun. Um, whenever they get assigned the Jedi and they go on the like the mission part of this, the animation I thought was great. I and the action was good. I was so excited about this one when they got to the kind of High Republic looking like Jedi Council chambers. We have a Jedi Council meeting. I thought just the visual style of everything was looking awesome. Uh, we have the Jedi is reluctant to go. He's facing internal struggle because uh, his master was killed by the Sith Lord. There's Slain. Sith Wars that are just yeah. eating Jedi alive. 
and they go to this super cool like uh like shop um and there's all <laughs> this beautiful imagery and then I, w- I was kind of let down by it just turned into a a sword fight that was like the light and the dark and the the light and the dark are one and the same, so you can't cut off the head because it's they change. Like the idea is that the one head is dark and one is light, and then at a certain point they mix both, and they switch yeah. because that's they're yeah. intertwined. Um, I I don't know. It it was just a little boring to me compared to like the beautiful imagery of the earlier chunks of the episode. The sick Sith I, Lord looked awesome before he took his helmet off. Had this he long, did look very flowing, cool before he like, took his mask. his helmet off. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess I'd say I didn't, I didn't really care so much for the actual story, Yeah, but I thought the, the fight, like the actual action of it was pleasing for me. Like in terms of the sword fight, in terms of like the setting, I, I kind of tuned out on like, oh yes, the heads is, is now both blue and red, both good and bad. I'm like, get back to fighting on top of a ship. This is fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the ships were cool. The, the ship action was dope. Um, the, yeah, the the so the Sith like like hits a wing of the ship, and then there's an interior ship inside. They, they they just ram the Sith ship with as they're like going up towards the head. I'm like, nice maneuver. Just run right into them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take off. I've like, the, the, like, seen a lot of that kind of proto Kylo Ren shuttle Sith ship. Um, yeah. So I wanted I wanted to see more of the the city that they were in that was kind of you know Blade Runner Star Wars uh, mm. out there. Uh, it was it was kind of earthly in a cyberpunk way, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the visuals of this. I'm just a little bit over the light and the dark and the balance yeah, as sure. as yeah, themes yeah. of yeah. my Star Wars as the primary theme. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's well trod ground. Uh, I would say, uh, but you know, worth worth a fifteen minute watch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll tell you what's worth more than a fifteen minute watch is our next episode, which I think is probably my favorite. I just rewatched this, the Spy Dancer. I love it. I love it. Yeah, this is the other one that's either my favorite. You know, either, yeah. it's either tied for my favorite with the second one, or it is just flat out my favorite. I I love yeah. this. This this is Pantheon. This is up there with the Elder for me. This yeah, is up there with yeah. my favorites from the first season. Uh, I will admit, I did not give this a super close watch the first time I watched it. I, I just like was kind of like kind of tuned out, um, if I'm being honest. So, like, I got some of the story beats, but I went back and was like, I'll, I'll actually like give it my full and undivided attention. And uh, I'm glad I did because it it turned out to to be one of my my faves um, yeah, whenever I watched it. Is this French, I'm guessing? It is French, it yeah. It seems this very is, French. <laughs> it is very French. Uh, how you say? Uh, it's a Studio La Cachet. Oh. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, yes, it, it, is, uh, it is a French studio. Uh, the animation style on this, I went goo-goo gaga yeah. for. Yeah. As soon as I saw the stormtroopers, yeah, yeah, the way they like the way they drew them, I like it kind of blew my mind. Like everything about it felt like like a like concept art, but concept art that was fully animated into a short. Which I'm always nuts for concept art. You know this. Uh, you know talking about like when when an artist sits down and in the you know they're 
give an initial like thoughts about the script or the story and they are just like being expressive on the page but taking that style and like animating the entire thing in that way so it's it's not always fully realized animation sometimes it's quick it's 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 expressive in its nature um but having something that goes from beginning to end in that style i don't think i've seen anything quite like this in terms of animation yeah it was it was super unique uh kind of at a first glance i was like i don't know is this maybe kind of like simple you know but then yeah but then the actual the depth in the frame is usually yeah. there's a lot going on and also the action sequences in this were like so cool and well choreographed and unique i was uh i don't know i was just really taken with the entire thing and the story is good too the story is like unique and cool and had me the on the edge of my seat at certain points it's story it's the story is amazing and i think there is something to the simplicity of the animation like there is part of it that is very simple like it's it's not it's not like rendered within an inch of its life like the some other things are more expressive than they are like yeah. this it's like they're missing even maybe the mouth triangles it's just yeah. like the swirl in the top of the head i like, don't i just cool. i as soon as i like i'm telling you the, the stormtrooper helmets when i saw those I was like i've never seen them like that and i love that look um and it carries and it the simplicity of it you you lose sight of that whenever the action starts taking place because the the spy dancer of it all is that like she's she's this like i don't know like, like a silk dancer silk dancer yeah yeah like a like a cirque du soleil-esque silks dancer doing like a high wire act where where these you know stormtroopers and imperial officers are all coming to be entertained but but she's sort of running a you know kind of a i don't know almost like part of aspiring for the rebels and has like tracking devices that she's putting on all of these uh, people who are coming to watch the show uh, and then encounters uh, and has a, like a flashback whenever she sees a particular Imperial with a, a K2 a really, unit a really up in the box, which, unit. <laughs> which like this is when like the episode gets like all of the like the depth in the heart because yeah. you see her having her baby like taken away from her by this Imperial officer with the K2 unit, which is like what triggers this memory for her. And, and she's like in the middle of this act and like, you know, plummets to the ground and his, her. her daughter like plucks her out of the sky. And then we come to find out that it's, it's not the same Imperial officer who took her son. Bum, bum, bum. It is her son. Which she only finds uh, out right as she's about to kill. Uh, she, after she's already put all her cards on the table because he's like, here's yeah. the officer. I got to kill this guy. Everybody get ready. Here's our, we're escaping now. Go, go, go. And so has this badass fight with everybody and then realizes she's about to kill her son. Yeah. And does not. <laughs> yeah. But instead fights him on the roof for a long time until she's uh, able to, you know, hold him at bay long enough to explain what's going on and uh escape uh but it's it's all choreographed so well where it's oh my like, god yeah i don't know it's one of the coolest fights in star wars uh the yeah, k2 it, droid is brutal and rips a cute oh, little droid in half <laughs> and, like, and then as he's dying has like a terminator moment where yeah. like been ripped in half and still grabs the daughter and you're like oh fun <laughs> um but yeah like the 
the fight itself is so much more powerful because like she's not she's like not fighting back she's just like dodging every move that her her son is throwing at her because he doesn't he doesn't realize it at you know at at various points in the fight and then she like i mean it's like a really touching moment she embraces him like just grabs him and hugs him at a certain point in the fight and you're like oh star wars <laughs> look at you go it's real. It's it was a really gives, powerful episode. Gives him a little bit of proof that he is, you know, her yeah. daughter, and and leaves him there to be rescued by the uh, incoming imperial forces. Yeah. Uh, while while they escape. Yeah, just a great. This was a great pilot episode again for a show that I would watch. She's got these <laughs> cool arm needles. That's her her weapon. Aside from her yeah. silks, which she uses to you know strangle and. <laughs> And to great effect, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, super cool uh, all around. I, I, this, this was the one that I watched, and I was like, oh man, yeah, this is as good as something last season, like the highs of last season. Ten out of ten. I mean, ten out of ten for sure. And it's, it's one that I was like, uh, that I would recommend to anyone. To be like, hey, if you want to check out, if you just want to have like fifteen good minutes of storytelling, check that out. Yeah. Again, but you know, uh, the the animation style may not be for everyone which yeah, sure. I totally love and respect. But for me, it was like, I haven't seen anything like this before. The story is great. This is, this is like, it's scratching every itch that I got for Star Wars. And I also it. unique ideas with the exposition carried a lot of in the frame instead of the voices. I mean, there was a little bit of explanation uh, through comms chatter, but for the most part, we're just on a ride and we're going. Yeah. I uh, like they're you know they're stealing Tie Fighter wings to build their escape craft under the theater. Uh, yeah, good good all around. My one complaint, BC, those trackers are too obvious. Take the blinking LEDs out of the well, trackers. Well, the beep and the blinking and the beeping. You know, it's a problem. <laughs> it's problematic. I guess it's not good Star Wars. That's right, girl. <laughs> what kind of tech would beep and blink if you're trying to be covert? <laughs> Star Wars audiobook I'm listening to, there is a mouse droid that shows up and beeps. It's a red mouse droid that shows up in a white field and it beeps. And the entire chapter, there's just beep, beep, oh my beep, God. beep, beep, no, in the back. No, 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 no. <laughs> You can fade it out. I understand. You, the mouse you, droid is here. I get it. <laughs> we all get it. <laughs> oh my Quite God. Quite a choice. Uh fun choice uh yeah so i guess after the the revelation that those do beep and blink we it's it's a garbage episode so don't watch it yep it's terrible get it out of here it's another a jeep yeah but no it's uh it's very good uh next we go on to the bandits of golok yes uh, by 88 pictures director ishan shukla uh, who started as a cg artist in singapore i'm reading just now um, this is kind of, it's kind of like, uh, a, a 3d animation style, um, reminiscent of, you know, uh, Clone Wars or Rebels in some ways, <clears throat> maybe a little denser than, than those shows, but like a similar, like 3d cartoon, you know, not, yeah. not looking at realism here. Yeah. Elements it, of it, elements of realism in texture and in form, yeah. but the characters were like their clay. And uh, uh, occupying a much more 
colorful world. Yes. Which I, I think is wonderful. I, <laughs> I was know, so like... <laughs> taken with just like, oh, look at how distinctly this is a reflection of a culture that is yes. not, you know, the one I live in. That is... And it was really cool. Like, stormtroopers in the train carrying little pistols around was yeah. something that just hit me as like, oh, this is happening because it's it's just like something that I don't understand that is reflecting, like, you know, a world it, I didn't you, grow up in. It was really you exciting. Have hit, you have hit the nail on the head about what I responded to most about this yeah, episode, yeah. is that, hey, this isn't... Star Wars doesn't take place in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the galaxy isn't just a bunch of American states or a smattering of you yeah. know desert countries. Like it, it had the a feel of something. Like I don't think we've ever seen in Star Wars before, no. and I love that about this. Um, you, you get a, a classic brother sister story yes yeah, so uh, the little girl is... annoyed me to no end um, yeah continuing little, the theme a, of the frustrating a joy. little annoying a little annoying force sensitive little sister who uh, just wants to you know play around and and potentially get murdered by all of the uh imperials who are surrounding them paralleling her and her brother uh but we get an exciting like train sequence yeah. uh, as they're making their escape uh for me it it takes off whenever they land in the like the the village Golok uh yeah. i guess is is where we land um as they've kind of you know escaped from the immediate danger of the of the train uh that they've got going on and then a super sick looking inquisitor yeah the shows coolest. up uh, i did buy the... the trading card set from this this episode just because i was like nice. this inquisitor is so badass <laughs> he like... looks awesome yeah uh shows up and and confronts our 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 heroic pair uh and and wouldn't you know it uh, just as as they're about to be captured or slain it's it's the little old lady yeah who you least suspect being a bad a <laughs> jedi who's gonna come in and Save the day. I think I might have been spoiled on this. Um, I might have seen an image of, of her with lightsabers mm. before I saw this. Um, whatever case, I was expecting the lady um, to come in and save the day. But rad fight. Um, we get like... um, amazing fight. Uh, I, I love this particularly because like I've I've want like I've had this idea where I've wanted an elderly woman be the hero of a Star Wars yeah, story. Yeah. Like to have that, like, and I think it, it, like, it's not like a obviously it's not like a wholly original idea, but like after seeing everything everywhere all at once, and the mother in that being such like a kick-ass action star, I was like, we should do that in Star Wars and have like a badass older woman who's not you know in the demographic that disney wants to sell action figures of right be the protector this, and the hero i want this action figure so bad though, i personally. do too like i'm like i would love like i think they should start releasing visions action figures like i there, they, i saw one in a store once of uh from last season in target there was like a vinyl figure of one of the yeah. anime ones and i was like where's the ronin where's the like where's yeah. all of them i that's what i want i because had, i want the i had the exact same lady, feeling uh real bad yeah it's because there there is a a set there i mean there is one episode that has that vinyl figure and it's like i don't know 40 bucks and it's not my favorite yeah it's one of my episodes. favorite episodes 
the Ronin has like a Funko Pop with the uh, the R2 unit, which I'm like, not a, I'm not a Funko person. Like, I, I, it depends on the Funko, but I don't like actively seek them out or collect them. Um, but, you know, I think these would be sick action figures, but that that's just me. And I get it's a niche market, but uh, yeah, I would buy the elderly woman of Golok action figure yeah. and I'd be among a handful of people who would, but like invest in the plastic, just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the print print a limited run of uh, the Inquisitor versus uh, Elder of Golok and uh, buying it. Yes. And she, she slays the Inquisitor who has re- revealed himself to be completely evil and awful. One second. Uh, so she does slay the Inquisitor with a nice, just like the simplest little throat slice. Yeah, yeah. Like we we we've seen some beheadings in previous episodes. This is just like she cuts his carotid and he's done. Yeah, you know, and you're like, that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, of course, is like, hey, we gotta take the little girl down here in this path hole because um she's gonna be hunted you see how all these people were killed thanks to yeah. her running around um, yeah so, so now she's never gonna see you again and time good for the cults time for us to rip her away from everything she's known and loved and off you go and you're like ah jedi oh jedi oh you jedi always be <laughs> jediing i um I, this is one that, like, from the opening frames and the description, I was just not ready to be interested in it at all. And, uh, yeah, by the time it was done, I was like, that was really great. I I, yep. I think I've watched that one all the way through twice, actually. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I did not initially expect it, but this most recent time I watched it, I mean, like, like you said at the top, like, just the, just the feeling of having another culture that is represented visually and like feeling like, like feeling it like it is so well rendered in 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 like the environment yeah. and the costumes and the way the characters are designed you're like oh this is a great just like environment to 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 watch even if the story isn't always like top tier top notch like just the environment of it alone is enough to bring me back to it and i'm not i'm not an expert uh, but it felt like it was coming from an authentic place versus like what we sometimes see in Star Wars, which is, hey, this alien race is an analog for people who aren't from America, <laughs> from the United States of America. or What's the horrible shit like yeah. that? This was like, oh, this is uh, I don't know. It, it's just cool and different. And I would love a full live action movie in this style. Uh, yeah, it was almost like, you know, how the first time you watch Star Wars, you're like, wow, I'm being swept away to a new place. Cool. This was like <laughs> this felt like this that was again. That. Where it was like, yeah, oh yeah. wow, I'm I'm in Star Wars in a new place. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a very nice uh, change change of pace. Um, so that's a wrap on Golok. Let's go to the pit. The pit. The pit. <laughs> um, the pit, which uh, primarily features a, a a giant pit. Giant pit. Steve Bloom in the the English version. Um, yep. The the visual style of this was very cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of my least favorite as far as the the overall watch. It's a little slow. Um, mm-hmm. It's very saccharine. Uh, it's very much 
I mean, the, the basic story is, like, the Empire has a bunch of slaves dig a pit, basically. Or, yeah. like, uh, you know, like, prisoners. Uh, they are doing slave labor for the Empire. They dig a pit. Yep. There's some kyber in there. There's a really cool shot when they're digging the pit. There's a city being built on the outside mm-hmm. of the pit as they're digging down. And then eventually there's no more kyber or the city's finished. And so the Empire leaves them alone in the pit. And it's a story about someone inspiring everyone, climbing out trying to find help and then dying but don't worry everyone remembered that his catchphrase was find the light so they all chant until they're rescued find your light <laughs> is it find your light or find the light uh when it becomes a musical it's going to be find your light. okay okay yeah well the the, um, the chanting brings the people out of the city yeah. uh and the, the they people rescue are rescued. the people in the pit uh, I don't yeah. know to what fate they're being taken away to, but they are flown out of the pit in which. Yeah, I, the the animation I liked the yeah. overall story. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to come back to it. Yeah, Anytime. I I just found it boring and uh, again a little too, a little too directly, a little too pointed <laughs> for my taste. Yeah, um, definitely worthwhile effort, but yeah, I I, I generally feel the same way. It, it doesn't i mean it's it, there's a simplicity to it which is nice the the overall look and feel is is good but it just does it just didn't hit me the way that, that some of the others did but you know that's the thing about these is it might be someone else's favorite and that's right. great yeah check it out there's a um, cool then, graffiti image at the end i've seen everywhere yeah and the uh, kind of post credit scene for that episode where it's that's like right, there was. the director name flashes up and then there's like, it's like two Credits cards and then a mid credits yeah. sequence. Yeah. Uh, and then our, our final is Aou's song. Aou song. Tell me, uh, what are your thoughts about Aou's song? I thought it was cute. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I really like the uh, the style. Again. Yeah. Adorable. It's fun to look at. Uh, it's super sharp and high def. Like I think this is fake stop motion or CG stop you... motion. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it looks really good, and it's basically about um a planet where all the kyber crystal has been corrupted by the Sith, and you know they they wish that they they could purify it again. And there's a a little girl and her father who's a minor. But anyway, the the little girl has the power to fix the crystals by singing um and uh which she is discouraged from doing yeah which is just mean it is mean uh but eventually she of course does sing and save everybody by fixing the crystals and a jedi who's there is happy that happened and is like well now i gotta take your child away from so we (laughs) return to that theme of uh, children being taken away uh obviously we're taking your child it's the jedi way and the Super Sith cool. way, apparently. Uh, not much difference, except that the Sith and the Sith Trust us, we're the good guys. We're taking your children. <laughs> it did seem like, you know, the <laughs> the um in the episode where our hero goes to the Sith, uh, much more choice than that. In fact, the choice was literally like, do you want to come? Um, and this, in the Jedi ones, is kind of like, you gotta come. You're coming. Uh, you have to. You, but, just, you just gotta. Cute animals. Um, I, I enjoyed watching it. I also really enjoyed the the Jedi in it. Cool looking Jedi. Uh, only only lightsaber use is to slow the descent down a cliff. 
you know, a uh, Errol Flynn type mm-hmm. move, uh, which yeah. is now happens all over Star Wars canon. Apparently, you there's enough it. resistance to a lightsaber blade that you slow yourself with one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the physics of the lightsaber really need to be. We should really have a master class on that that at some point. Yeah, we should really get that defined. I was reading one of the books I was listening to recently. um, Thrawn tells, after Luke's cut down some stormtroopers and Thrawn's hunting him, Thrawn is like, look for almost microscopic cuts. Meaning that the cutting blade of a lightsaber is almost microscopic. Again, when Anakin cuts open the Tusken Raider hut, he then has to kick the circle in. I was like, oh, weird. I guess it's a really thin blade. So apparently it's just a bunch of light around a tiny little cutting plasma. Tiny blade. little tiny little cutting surface. But well, anyway, what do you think about it, VC? I didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just I again this was a, I, I haven't watched it twice. I've watched it one time. It it was it felt more like a passive watch. Um the animation and the color are beautifully rendered, um, but just just didn't didn't grasp me as a as a story i'd say i um, i think i would have cared a lot less if i hadn't watched it with bro uh yeah uh it was fun enjoying the cuteness of everything that was happening with her and then also yeah. just you know it's a sweet dad yeah daughter yeah. i think it would be worth because i have by and large enjoyed most of them the second time I've, I've gone back and watched them so it'll it'll probably be something i rewatch again just to just to see if it changes my mind, but the initial watch did not. It didn't grab me like like some of the other ones did. Yeah, the story is not not anything. Right, right home. Not like I, the spy dancer. Yeah, I've already sent several letters to my parents. They've told me to stop sending them <laughs> plot summaries of the spy to them. The spy dancer. Then get over it. They're gonna keep coming. But yeah, that's all of visions too, eh? We did it. We did it. We did it. Nice work. We did it. Congratulations to us. We um, have done it again. I guess good on the animators or whatever. But uh, yeah, they did all right too. I enjoyed myself. I'm ready for Visions Three. Keep them coming. Turn one of these shows <laughs> into a show, eh? Yeah, that 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 is 100 my feeling. Is one I want I want more of this, and I want a lot more. Yeah. Like I, I am perfectly happy going on many more adventures, like spun out of the Elder, spun out of Ronan, spun out of the Spy Dancer. Like, e- even if it's like a an animated movie that's you know even better, seventy five minutes long. Yeah. Like, it, it, you don't you don't have to do six seasons of something. No. Like, but I the 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 good thing is it does leave you wanting more of some of these. Right. But it's also the the bad things sometimes too. Where you're like. That's it. I gotta go to the next one. You're like, oh, this one's good too. And then that's it. But there's another one. It's like, I do just want more of this. Like, I do love that they are they're short, they're diverse, they're they're visually compelling, they're visually different from each other. Um, they're you know, they're allowing creative people to be creative with a property that typically doesn't smile upon that kind right, of stuff. Right. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I just am like, get more in the works, do more of this, and and maybe give us, you know, multiple episodes of one of these stories that are are being responded to. Hey, let the next season be written and animated by 
AI and make NFTs of it. That's what we want, right, BC? Boom! <laughs> crypto to the moon! I just, of course. Um, oh, yeah, me too. Totally. BC's actually big into uh, AI NFTs. Oh, you have no idea. I actually am AI and an NFT. <laughs> Shocker plot twist. Speaking everybody. of AI, how about the one in the spy dancer that helped the guy realize he was the the woman's son? There you go. All right, maybe we haven't hit that ten thousand hours yet, VC. Maybe not. <laughs> but but so- we're getting closer every minute. <laughs> That's right, getting closer every minute, and now we're very close to the end of this episode. How? Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, we're on to record Hobby Talk, which is our top Star Wars news hobby segment thing. You say we don't have 10,000 hours <laughs> under our belt. We're crushing this. We're on the YouTube. We're on the Check podcast us out. Feed. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, and a follow. Do all those things and go snug yourselves, you beautiful cargo babies. Bye for now. May the force be with you.